Victor in Nigeria pops in to say hello to everybody. He does, man. And we beat a lot of these little side bets they had going on too. DK. Yeah, we did. What up, Vic? How you doing, my brethren? We are we are totally into the the international uh, audience that we have. We we'll, are. We'll call you out every time. Let us know where you're coming from. You know. Yeah. No. Every single time, DK. I absolutely enjoy the fact that. Stiller Nation is that wide, that vast, and that covered, man. Like, I, I know it's a nation, but it's really the world. Yeah, right. Nation might not even be the right term. It's not. <laughs> it's, I mean, completely is not, DK. Uh, I feel like we are one sleep closer, like, to game week. Is that true? Yeah, yeah that would be accurate. That's that would true. be accurate. D- do you want to hit this bell, DK? No, no, no. That's your job. That's you do that. Bet. I'm going to hit the bell. Someday you'll be hitting this. Someday you'll be hitting this one. It'll come with a much... Nicer, cleaner sound. You hear that? It, you know, as long as TSA doesn't take it from us. Is that That's cool? true. That's true. <laughs> well, here we go. And... We are live on the Ramon Foster Show. He is Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports here in downtown Pittsburgh. And you are the audience. Yeah, you are. And we are grateful to have you here. 224 at the outset. Who knows? We might be up to around 700, 800 by the time uh, it really gets rolling here. And then by the time it's seen by everybody, we've been hitting numbers that are pretty close to 10,000. On a regular basis. Hey, DK. Uh, But there's nothing like live, as Chris Lynn points out. Finally back and excited to be here for a live show. Missed the last few weeks because of work. How do you like Chris prioritizing work over coming and hanging with us? You know, that's part of being an adult, DK. I feel like it's all right to, you know, go do adult-like things and take a break from us at at times, (laughs) as long as they go back. How about that, DK? (laughs) Excuse me. Steelers versus 49ers. Sunday, 102 p.m. is the actual kickoff time. At Akershire Stadium, both teams enter this game undefeated, Moan. <laughs> you, you don't say. You yeah. don't say, DK. And the same goes for the game that's being played tonight that actually opens the NFL schedule. Everyone's undefeated. Everyone yeah. is feeling good about themselves, mm-hmm. except maybe except maybe the Falcons. I'm reminded here that, that Wayne Carter says he's hello from Atlanta. Boy, the Falcons just look like they're going to be wretched. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with a very unsure second-year quarterback also. We'll see what Arthur Smith can craft up with that group down there. Uh, he's been heralded as one of those new dudes around the league, so I'm very interested. It, I'd be remiss, DK, if I couldn't bring this one up real quick, man. Mm-hmm. Bob Schreiner is 100% correct. I'll tell you who else is excited for some football. And that's from our member, Mike Jones, who says, hey, Moan, if it's not too much, could you give my favorite Aunt Barb a birthday shout out? She turned 73 today, okay? And that's near and dear to my heart. 73 is my number, of course. Happy birthday, Aunt Barb. I do have an Aunt Barb, and my mother-in-law is Barbara, too. So that's a very popular name. That's actually very cool. That is, 70, 73rd birthday. Matt Hanford yes. comes in. From a very long list of addresses and counties in England. (laughs) They do have to list all of those for the most part, it seems like, does it? Mexicali, Baja, California. Wow. Mm -hmm. We just had a couple. We just had a couple of customers in here from Mexico. Oh, wow. DK. Three more days, says Dylan Smith. And and I'll tell you what, it's it's funny. This matchup, 
I'm joking about the undefeated thing, but I think that these are going to be a couple of pretty good football teams over the course of these coming 17 games. And the matchups between the two sides yeah. are really interesting. In some weeks you just kind of manufacture that and you're like, yeah, but this, this, this could be that. And this could be the, no, this is legit. Yeah, it is. I, I am. I am in the moment really fixated on the Steelers defense and the challenge that they face. Now, maybe that's because those are the guys that I've been talking to the last couple of days over at practice. Yeah. But when I think of all of the different weapons that San Francisco has, when I think of the, the type of offense that they have, how did Mike Tomlin put it the other day? They're capable of running long and, Passing short or something like that. It, it, he he put it way better than that. Maybe somebody else will remember what the uh, exact wording was. But it's it's a challenge. It is a challenge, DK. As I pull up some of their depth charts, we break these guys now. DK, like le- legitimately, and I like using it worse too. Even their backup wide receivers. You know, I, I, I'm gonna use a guy, Ronnie Bell. You know, dr- nice draft pick guys. I followed around college some too. Ray Ray McLeod is a speed demon who's made plays for them. Jawan Jennings is a long-rangey wide receiver that can catch the ball down the field. These are their second-team guys, DK. They have not one, but two fullbacks on this offense, on the depth chart. That, that So when he says, like, they can run far, well, they got two fullbacks. They're, they are a running team. They may be the only team in the NFL with two on roster, DK. Think mm-hmm. about that. When was the last time you've seen two on roster? Like a tight end has been used in that setting, but never been listed on the depth chart as too deep at fullback, mm-hmm. right? It's um, unusual. It is very unusual. The task that this group has in front of them is immense, man. And I say that word immense, and you're like, oh, don't hype us up, Mo. No, I'm not. Gone. Whoa, Justin Work, don't quit your job. Uh, if you did, hopefully you're going into your own business like DK did, okay, and get your own uh, medium, uh, of course, <laughs> industry here. Um, but DK, DK, as I continue on on what this offense is capable of with the second team and how big of a uh, task it is going to be for this team, the Steelers, you can't sleep on them. And then the fact that it's so many unknowns about week one, there's so many unknowns about what your team is capable of over 60 minutes. You got to think we're excited on small snippets of what this team has done defensively and offensively and special teams, DK. We don't know a lot about this matchup coming up until we see it on the, on, on the field Sunday. Bob Schreiner just wants to know if you've got a 73 on the back of that orange creamsicle you're wearing. <laughs> I don't. They sent this to me because, hey, I graduated and I played football there. man. <laughs> I do have that on my floater caps on my truck, though. So if you see me riding down the street in Pittsburgh, with a 73 floating on the wheels, it's probably me. This is this is what I've got for the defensive challenge that's in front of them. This yeah. is, I, I warn you in advance, this is boring, okay? Because on one hand, I can say, listen, I'm confident, more confident than I've been in three or four years in the ability of the defensive line to stop the run. Christian McCaffrey's not going to be able to just Leonard Fournette his way up the middle, okay? Right. He's right. not. Uh, you're going to have, even if Larry O is going to be out and Terrell Austin sure threw a hint to that effect today that Larry O is still going to be missing. He said that he has utmost faith that DeMarvin Leal is ready to take a step. Well, I'm going to point out here that it won't be DeMarvin out there. 
who's going to stop the run? Who who was I getting corrected on by? Oh, yes. yes yeah, Montrevious Adams. It's Montrevious Adams. Montrevious Adams is on this roster and listed atop the depth chart for a reason. Yes, he is. Maybe two reasons. One, the Niners run the ball. Two, Nick Chubb is next week. Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Second, you've got coverage. Okay. The Niners don't go deep. They're not going to be trying to blow the top off you. Okay. You've got coverage. What you need to do more than anything else, and this also came up with Coach Austin today, is wrap and tackle. Wrap and tackle. You, they're going to make their catches. They're going to make their plays. Make sure they don't extend them. Yes. But here's the boring part. You tell me what San Francisco is going to do to thwart this pass rush. What are they going to do? Hopefully right tackle can get the job done. First time started five starts, I think, in the NFL. Yes. Everybody has that first. So everybody has an experience until they do, right, DK? This 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 ends the analysis for me. Yes. Okay. Because you can't stop TJ Watt with a guy who has five NFL starts. You can't do it. You yep. can't bleeping do it. No, you cannot. It takes away, and I know they have Trent Williams on the other side, but they let's do. not that's one side of that offensive line, too, DK. They have to worry about the other side. And Coach now, Austin said, I'm sorry, as, no, as, go ahead. as it relates to as it relates to Trent Williams and Alex Highsmith, he his uh, Coach Austin's exact words were, we expect Alex to win his share. That was the word he – you like that? <laughs> I love that. He's I not bragging that. it up. He's not. He's just saying we expect Alex to win his share. It's so much in the DNA of what you're saying right now. Yes, I'm going DNA with this too, DK, because for Terrell Austin um, to say something like that, we expect him to win. A lot of teams would concede the left side of the defense nope. or the right defensive side nope. of it. Well, no, not, you're paying him $14 million. Go get go, go get, go get your fair share of it. And that yeah. fair share may be getting Brock Purdy to move around the pocket, right? Like, I will not deny. Trent Williams is a bona fide DK. How many ballots will he have to go on to go into the uh, Hall of Fame? I believe, well, offensive lineman. Uh, he's okay, he's okay. getting one. Okay. He's if if if, if Joe Everybody Thomas got in, in, yeah, yeah, on one he's getting in and one. I think they're hand in hand, and I'd almost give Trent the upper hand on that one too. Uh, right. Where Trent, I think, hurt people and make his hay for the most part though is in the run game. That's one thing you said since day one, DK. When when Alex Highsmith came into that room, run stopper. That is what he's doing well. The development he's held of his the edge. Yep. Oh my gosh, he's held the edge. Almost everybody's played that right side of the outside linebacker has held that edge too. Before him, Bud Dupree, right? Those mm -hmm. are the things that have to happen this weekend. Control him as far as embarrassing you in the run. Again, one of the highest anxiety moments that an offensive lineman can have is the pass pro. If we get this team behind the chain and they're not running screens and we got guys sprinting to the ball, Landon Roberts, when it comes down to them trying to slow down the rush, DK, because that is the other side of it too. They will do things to try to slow down the rush. Guys have to win those one-on-ones. You cannot trade a one-for-one -one this week. I would also say this. When it comes down to how this game is won, hear me out. I am. The small guys are going to have to play a bigger role than the bigs. What do you mean by that? Your safeties, your corners coming up to make tackles. If the linebackers are trading a one-for-one -one in the screen game, which they will do to slow down the rush, right? They'll do it with Juszczyk. They'll do it also with Debo Samuels. Guess what will have to happen? Corners getting off their stalk blocks to come in and make tackles. That whole every that that whole saying that Coach Tomlin has, everybody's got something dirty about their job. 
this is the week that they have to do something dirty. And also coupled it up next week, too, with Nick Chubb coming into town, DK. There is an expectation. That's why you go get a guy like Desmond King, too, right? Yes. You want these physical type of dudes around. Uh, and that's what I'm expecting more than anything. The, if the leader of tackles this week is from the secondary, I think we've had a good game. Most times, that's a bad thing. Yeah, I was going to say that the thing, especially as it relates to the inside linebackers, which is where I was going to go next, obviously, after Montrevious Adams, because you can't stop everybody, uh, is that you've now got inside linebackers who are seeking out physical yeah. contact. They're not absorbing it because it's the job. Okay, they're not outright avoiding it as a certain someone used to do. Oh, I know what you're you're seeing. What you're seeing is a a defense that's going to go to the football. What you got to do is be effective once you get to the football. But honestly, Moan, pass rush. Yeah. I I just, uh, you know, I, I feel like the Steelers' pass rush between TJ and Alex, but also, you know, you're out there, you're yeah. Trent Williams and you're whoever, and you go, oh, man, it's a good thing Alex Highsmith's not on the field. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you serious? <laughs> Wait, I, I, Marcus Golden, what are we doing here? Yeah, Marcus Golden, Nick Herbig, also DK. Yeah, this isn't right. This is supposed to be my break. I was supposed to be on break. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. Uh, but all in all, this this game will come down to that, though. Getting after that quarterback, making him run, making him and, – and I'll say this too. Tip football is at the line of scrimmage. If if it's me running their place, Kyle Shanahan, I'm getting the ball out quick to try to set a Boom. precedent. Mm-hmm. Cam, abuse them all you want to, but at the end of the day, yes, DK, get your hands up. Uh, I think it's fair to test his UCL too, DK. See how much they really want to throw the ball. You know, somebody – Bit my head off for that the other day because I said, it's like, yeah, you're going to go at his arm. Oh, how can you say that? It's so unsportsmanlike. Are you DK. sure you don't want to take that back? I'm like, it's Moan, please share. Hey, hear me out when, when we say this, okay? And there's been guys before me to kind of uh, elaborate this same statement that I'm going to say too. The injury report is a gift and a curse, okay? it's a gift because guys get a day off and they have the ability to kind of rest themselves and, hey, you can designate uh, how you want to rehab, right, DK? Mm -hmm. The curse is your enemies see that too. Now, we're not intentionally going after somebody, but if Brock Purdy gets thrown to the side and you fall on him just slightly and get off of him because you can't put full body weight on the quarterback, then guess what? I'm going to make sure I'll get a little push off from that arm, DK. I'm going to make sure that if I can sling him to the ground, he's going to take the ground and have to push himself up. If he's going forward in a throwing motion and I just so happen to hit his arm coming through, that's a part of the game. Let's not clutch our pearls and say, oh, my. You guys are really mean out there. you damn right we really mean out there. It's DK, football. It's football. And the fact that I know you got something going on, if you come out there with a heavily taped ankle, DK, we're going to double team you to death. Do you understand me? If you come out there with a hamstring issue, guess what we're going to do? Run you to test this thing out. This is a part of the chess pieces of the game to where you have to find a winning edge. The winning edge could be just that, DK, this week. Put Sam Darnold in the game. You can listen to the coordinators' press conferences. You can read their transcripts. You can look for clues. What you won't find is anything specific related to scheming. What you will find, and it'll be honest, 
is the emphasis that they're sharing with their group that week because they don't care who hears what the emphasis is, okay? Because they want their players to absorb it from the outside as well, meaning that same message. The message this week, by a broad margin, tackle the catch. No yaks. No yak. No yaks. If if you if you get that done, the Steelers coaches believe you will contain this San Francisco offense because I'm going to say it again, they will not be blowing the top off anybody. No. Oh. Meaning through the air. But this is where they get you. They will out athlete you. Mm-hmm. They will they with the ball they, in their hands. With the yeah. ball in their hand, they pretty much well, it looks like they're running like a triple option. You've ever or the wing T. They're gonna yeah. motion use check. They're gonna move Debo Samuels around. They're gonna have both him and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. I'd expect. I'd expect to see Debo go in motion, catch a screen, and well, look to catch a screen and they throw it the opposite way to a guy like Brandon Ayuk. There would be a lot of misdirection. That's think about what Kyle Shanahan's made his, his hay with. His hate is the power of what his offense looked like. Uh, from the day that these dudes became a, a, a team that's winning on the West Coast, as of recent, within the last like three or four years, they have been a downhill, punch you in the mouth, misdirection type of team. Their offense remind me of the way colleges look at time, DK. Okay? Who hands the ball to a fullback the way that they do? Who's have their quarterback snap under center, spin around, and hand the ball to an end around? Those things don't happen. They're capable of doing those things. And when their athletes get the ball in their hands, that's what they do with the ball. They make you miss and look foolish, DK, to where you're you're chasing them down the line. If I'm not mistaken, Debo might be a 4-4 guy. Mm-hmm. Okay? We've seen Christian McCaffrey do work. Brandon Ayuk is a speed blazer also. And then just think about the, the the power and how you got a scheme up for use check. He may be in the game, but you might have to go sub. You might have to go nickel against him because they have so many different weapons in the game. This is a very unique task for this group. But I, I like, and I said this to somebody today, to DK at, uh, at work, because we was talking about this game, 49ers and Steelers. Um, I said, I trust Coach Terrell Austin and Coach Tomlin and their staff and assignment. More than I trust what that offense with the 49ers can do. Two weeks to plan for this, essentially, with the gap week of cut week and with game week right now. I trust what this group has done. Again, DK, who was the mastermind and kind of setting the blueprint for how they defend Lamar Jackson? Oh, that was entirely the Steelers. Yeah. The Steelers. Yeah, that not partially. That was entirely uh, the Steelers. Um, When we come back, we're going to engage heavily in the only segment that matters. And that's Hey Moan. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Wow, DK. Wow, my brother. What's that? We just got so many gifts coming in. Lee Pilar is the guy that's been giving out today. Bert Fritz has given out tons of memberships today. Uh, It's just an anti-roll call. Eddie Harlow, another five today, DK. Willer and AZ, another five giving out also. Uh, I'm trying to figure out who I forgot, who I forgot. 
Cat Manada with a donation today. We got a lot going on, DK. I feel like it's close to football season or something. See, I actually, there's a part of me that kind of likes that I can't see these because then you read them and I find out about them all at once and it's it's <laughs> it's it's exciting. You you can see them for anybody who's new to this. Ramon can see the, okay. the, the gift memberships that come in on his screen and I can't. Yeah, that's because I'm, I'm, I'm here in the chat with them. That's why, DK. You're clairvoyant is all it is. I mean, you know what? We'll, 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 we'll pay homage to the youth. How about that, DK? I'm multitasking <laughs> out here. Cat Manita just declares that football is back. Yes. Uh, this is uh, Rishi comes in. Or, I'm sorry, here. Risky, it looks like. Yeah, it's the first time I've been able to make it to the live show. I love watching it every day at work. He predicts a 31 to 21 Steelers victory. 31 points would be a hell of a. What do we <laughs> average in the preseason, DK? I mean, okay, let's go there real quick, too. We will, and I hate it and I love it too because you guys are so doggone realistic about stuff. And I feel like as, as a Steeler myself, there are certain things you do when these weeks come about, DK. If you mind, if you don't mind, if I go here for a second, mm -hmm. okay. You you have to burrow yourself in, no pun intended, to what the actual task is. No matter how high or how low you are in the preseason or from one game to the next, everybody goes right back to autopilot, DK, mm -hmm. and just fly at, at, at the you know the 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 comfortable uh, resting altitude, right? Mm -hmm. That's where we are. We go to autopilot because. The wins and losses, they matter. But in Pittsburgh, DK, if you're a fan of this team, what is the ultimate goal at the end of the season? Oh, there's to only win one. The Super Bowl. Yeah. It's to win the Super Bowl. And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves when it comes down to the wins and losses in the weeks that we have to play, the game planning, the expectation of what the game is supposed to look like, that you kind of run yourself crazy a little bit. Is that what you're getting this week, mm -hmm. DK? Mm -hmm. Is that okay to say, like, all the hype of when it wasn't real in the preseason was beautiful. Now we've all collectively, I feel like, are talking more about what San Francisco is going to bring instead of what we've actually done, too. That kind of irks me, but I love it, though, too, DK. Because it's that week. You're that right. Week. Everybody kind of takes a step back from the excitement yeah. this week and just thinks about all the bad things that could happen or hopes for Nick Bosa to be out or George Kittle to be hurt worse than he's showing and and that sort of thing. But, yeah, it, it, it's getting serious this week. You can tell that. Uh, but there's also a lot of this. Donnie comes in with Landon Roberts and Cole Holcomb are coming for their souls. If you leave Quan Alexander out of that, and I let Quan mm. Alexander know, Donnie, that you left him out of that, Please he'll do. be coming for your soul. Okay? No doubt. There are three of those guys. And by the way, Mark Robinson's just as capable of coming for somebody's soul as any of the top three guys. He has issues in coverage and so forth. Man, no doubt about it. M Matt Hand, for our first time seeing his name in here, that we've recognized. You may have been in here for a while, but this is where we are this week. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And I love that because I feel like our team, the Steelers, are more conditioned than others. Isn't it one of the things mm -hmm. we've kind of heard going into this thing, DK? Yes, this group is mature, and I like that about them. Luke, uh, Luke says, "Hey, Moan, who can you see having a big game that we aren't currently talking about? Someone who could rise up. Everybody would be talking about him on Sunday, and we aren't talking about him now." You know, I'll, I'll say this: Maybe. You take offense. I'll take defense. Oh, I was going defense. I just said ah, his name. All right, then you do defense. I'll do offense. Go ahead. Go ahead, Minka. Minka. We're, we're always talking about No, we're Minka. not. We hadn't All even right. mentioned Minka okay. this year. We really have not. 
other than the fact that he had missed some practices. We hadn't mentioned Minka, DK. He's a guy that I can see having a big game to where I'd almost say Minka wants to be in the defensive player of the year conversation. I think it's oh. about time that he gets that due. Um, what better what better year to do it with the slate that they have right now, DK? He is a guy that's been a proven playmaker in this league. He's an all-pro. His first game was against them, and they showed the highlights today. And I feel like I said to myself, I said, dang, we're not even talking about Minka right now, man. Mm-hmm. And just watching, I saw the clips too of uh, some people talking about what he did in the locker room. That gave me more of the perspective of where this team was and almost anything. Minka has put ropes around the emblem in the middle of the uh, the Steelers logo in the middle of the players' locker room because he didn't want to see footprints on the emblem. That's such a small thing, DK, and that carpet gets cleaned often enough that it's not a big deal. But a guy telling you all in that locker it's the small things on how we got to respect this emblem, this logo in the middle of our locker room. It's a locker room, for Christ's sakes, DK, right? There, How much dirt and sand and, 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 and sweat is on that floor? But for him to take it to the small item things like a friggin' emblem, that's why I'm poised to say Minka should be in strong consideration for Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to go off the rails for the for the offensive prediction because I have a feeling that the Steelers' offense and the way they've aligned it and all the emphasis that's been there on the bigs, everything is big, 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 big. What people only saw in little spurts in the preseason, but they sure were exciting spurts, was that the little guys were making some plays. Yeah. Calvin Austin is not a gimmick player. How many times have we said that, Moan? Man, numerous. Okay. Yes. This is he not can't a, be. No, this is not a gimmick guy. This is not someone where you just, oh, we just, he just does the end arounds here. That's it. Yeah. Okay. No, he's, he's exactly what you saw when he went deep in the preseason. Okay. Yeah. He gets so far behind the defense that it, he might as well be George. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think you're going to see a big play out of one of the littles. And that means either Calvin Austin or Anthony McFarland. Okay. Yeah. I, know, I know I'm kind of violating the term by picking two no, players, but they're two that. somewhat similar yeah. players. And I think you're going to see the Steelers finally show somebody, look, we can win with speed too. We haven't done it in a long time, but we can do it. Robert or Rodolfo actually reminds me that we have three chefs. Forgot DK. We can't, you can't forget the three chefs. You talking about the little guys. I mean, what about the guys in the, in the kitchen cooking? What are we talking about DK? (laughs) I believe there are three of them (laughs) at the get go cafe and market qualities at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine tune every detail so that every sub burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they uniquely refer to as crave ability. Order your favorite entry at the get-go cafe and market today. Better believe it. I I got one right here, too. Uh, Darnell, we're going to get to the names in a second, but this, you going on the little guys right here, brings Jay Smith. Welcome in, Jay Smith. I'm not sure if we've seen you in here or at least highlighted you, but welcome to the show. Mm -hmm. Jay Smith goes, hey, Mo, when you were playing, how much emphasis did Coach T put in wide receivers buying into blocking for our run game? Also, did the running backs in OL call them out if they were lacking? Yes, we did call them out if they were lacking. Uh, and how much emphasis? A ton. You know the difference between uh, Jalen Warren's run as in the preseason versus not? DK, 
Who was the guy that was blocking that really sprung that touchdown? That would be number 18, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. There's your answer right there, Jason. Never let up. It's not that the block was that great. It's not like he trucked somebody. He killed him. He he just got in the way. Okay. He engaged and threw the guy off his course, which when you're going full speed is just enough. Okay. But the hustle that was involved was the trust in the initial play and the urgency to follow through on the initial play when it might well be a waste of his time slash energy. It was and is not his primary job, DK. No, I I must say, and I haven't met him and I can't wait to because I'm seeing a different style out of these groups, man. But I feel like we got to bring his name up. Frisman Jackson, the wide receiver coach, DK. Youthful, it seems understands this group it seems like he knows how to demand the guys to do certain things no who are you getting this from dk wow (laughs) sorry whoa there's a reason they brought Allen robinson in say less oh i can say more but it'll have to be after the program (laughs) you gotta tell us you talking about any extra credits um we'll see <laughs> oh we'll my! Here Sorry. I was about to get this man so much credit, DK. No, well, he's no, a no. man on tape. He's a man we got to give credit to. We can always check each other on this stuff. TC says, I "Hey, Mona and or DK, who's got the bigger arm? Second year Ben or second year Kenny?" Ben. That's what Ben was known for. Since Ben, Ben could just heave. Yeah, he could just <laughs> heave it with people hanging on to him. I know. Yeah. Now you got people talking about some. Come on, DK. They want the deets. They want the deets detail, and I want the deets too. Yeah, no, sorry <laughs> on this one. Uh, That's why you have sources, right? But I also care? don't. I didn't want to put you in a spot where you were saying something while I'm sitting here going. Uh, well, let I mean? me let me clutch my pearls in real quick, DK. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob says, uh, "Hey, Moan, with the offensive weapons the Niners have, do you think that we see Minka, Casey, Keanu?" Uh, Keanu Neal, Pat Peterson on the field at the same time, like some kind of modified defense. Can I jump at this one first? Please do. Absolutely. This is actually a subject of my written column today. I spent yesterday with the DBs and now they weren't about to share with me their secrets and schemes and so forth, but they did acknowledge that having so many guys who can do so many different things and the defense as a whole has so many different looks because the quarterback and the other team's coordinator have to respect when they see Patrick Peterson over here, that doesn't mean he won't end up over here because he can play outside and inside. Keanu Neal can be a safety or an inside linebacker. You can run through not all of them, but most of this team's corners, and they're capable of being inside and outside and showing you all kinds of different looks, including what haven't we seen since Mike Hilton Left this is a slot. Go, corner. go, go to go get the quarterback. DK, it's it's. I feel like that 2010 team was there with the secondary guys, interchangeable, physical. Uh, could play at multiple positions. Young guys, old guys. That is, this, is accurate. Since about then, it's the last time we've seen this type of secondary. Because you look at it and you say to yourself, "This is a group that has a, a good bit of experience with a lot of youth too." DK. And very talented. If healthy, they, they can do a good bit of carrying the water for the front seven of this defense. That is a statement I'm willing to stand on, DK. 
Yeah, it's it's going to be it, it it's going to man there are so many good matchups in this game. Like if you could just be a football fan and disassociate yourself from the Steelers and just yeah. appreciate this as a game, there are some really really neat things uh that are going to be in there. David comes in with, "Hey Moan, how do you feel the matchup between Isaac Silmalo and Javon Hargrave will go?" Presuming that's the matchup. Uh intriguing considering those guys were teammates last year. They were teammates. You know each other. I feel like it'll be uh, just watching a duel, essentially. Knives hitting each other back and forth. One poke the other. The other one get poked, too. Isaac, to me, seems like a very intense guy. Uh, he seems like a guy that takes a whole lot of pride in his work, too. Uh, Hargraves does the exact same thing, too. The block Hargraves, you do have to have a body on the body, essentially, too. Uh, as far as, like, more than one guy at times. He is as shifty as anybody I've ever gone against in practice. Had, didn't have the luxury of playing against Hargraves. But the things I've seen him do on tape, he's become one of those highlighted deep oh, yeah. tackles. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Isaac, the, the worrying about a deep tackle is something that, I, that don't really move me as much anymore because of this. I think this group was able to lean on him in a run. I'm telling you, that's why I feel like they're going to make their hay this week is being efficient and beating down those dudes up front and then getting into the pass later. Uh, I expect them to try to move Hargrave side to side. And know this too, Mason Cole, uh, James Daniel, and Isaac Selmalo is make sure you communicate is what I would tell them. Hargraves will backdoor you to try to get a tackle for loss in those situations. But those guys see that stuff on film too. A reminder that we now have merchandise, Ramon Foster Show merchandise. Go to dkps.net slash Ramon shop and have your pick. There's some good stuff. There's t-shirts, uh, hoodies, Really nice coffee mugs, mm -hmm. stickers, other fun stuff there. You will not be disappointed, just as we have not been disappointed, like, at all no. in the response, no, to say not the least. At all. If you want to become a member of this channel, you can do that by going to dkps.net slash join. So, again, one of them is dkps.net slash Ramon Shop. This one is dkps.net slash join. Dylan Smith says, is it so crazy to think that the Steelers didn't move, didn't try to move up for Kenny? It makes you wonder what the backup plan was and somebody else had scooped up Kenny first. You know what, Moan? What's that? I've, this is not a popular subject to bring up, but Ooh. when you see the head coach on that film that they had, you know, over on South Water Street, they're, yeah. the, the team film, they're going around and they're getting everybody's reaction and Tomlin is like, this and then he goes into the office to grab the phone and he's super stoked and everything and i'm thinking but you didn't trade up to get him like do oh, you see okay. what i'm saying here is that fair what was that, that what was that pick 24 21 was 21 it? okay 21 20 or 21 something like that that but, year though there was a lot going on in the draft. I don't think there was many teams that needed a quarterback I in that know, draft. No, but there was somebody, wasn't it like Carolina or somebody that was just in front of them that you had to kind of New Orleans that, that you 2021 had to draft. Hold your breath a little bit. And I'm yeah. thinking, man, you know this guy. You believe in him for real. I don't think they're acting. Sometimes you're just good, DK. <laughs> okay. And that's that's kind of the way I said Kenny Pickett was the 20th pick. No, maybe no. New Orleans needed a tackle. Also, nobody in front of them had a guy. Everybody in front of them had a guy already locked up. I think Jared Goff was already taken. Um, nobody. Even Russell Wilson was still in Seattle too. Drake London's wide receiver. No, I don't think you. It was necessary, DK. 
so for you to move still up. still just sitting there going, okay, yeah, franchise quarterback, we can wait. Do you see what I'm saying? Look, with all due respect, Moan, they traded up to get you. themselves an offensive lineman. I love oh. you and all, but there's okay. an offensive lineman, and then there's your franchise wow. quarterback for the next 12 years. That's that's sticky. I, I see right now where uh, Pete is saying our timing was good. That's kind of the way I only I, I, I only want to look at it because the other thing is this. There was no other first-round quarterback either, DK. I think people didn't trust it because they didn't know what they didn't know about Kenny either. I think it's fair to say you roll the dice and you were more right than wrong uh, when it comes uh, to picking him at 20. I don't I don't have it in wow. me. I don't have it in me to sit there. I don't have it in me. I have a I have my quarterback sitting there. I know him. I know everything about him. I've watched him grow up under my roof. Yeah. I don't have it in me to sit there and watch these other teams pick. You you make that a very sticky situation right there when you break it down like that, DK. I never looked at it as, hey, we got to go grab Kenny. I just looked at it. If he's there, we take him. Because after him, there wasn't much else. The next pick was uh, in the second round, that quarterback. What was it? Ritter? Was it Malik Willis? I mean, Malik ended up going in the third round, right? Yeah, to the what, Titans. Somebody asks here, Gene does. He he wants to ask you what's happened to him because you've obviously followed him. Yeah, I follow him. He's developing. You knew what that was going to be when you draft a guy like him, which is why they took Kenny instead. Um, his coach, in my guesstimation in college, didn't do a good job of teaching him the game the way he should have. Uh, Hugh Freeze is his coach. would just tell him where to go with the ball. That's not getting your quarterbacks ready for the NFL. And because of that, he's in a developmental stage of um, his career right now. But from year one to year two, looks a whole lot better. There wasn't another quarterback to the third round, though, DK. Desmond no, Ritter. Jim says it was smoke and mirrors with Malik. I don't believe that. I don't believe that Mike Tomlin doesn't believe in Malik Willis. I, I think that what happens, Moan, you've talked about this passionately on the show, is how into this sort of stuff Mike Tomlin is. He wants to learn everything about you, but that he also does. includes the positive, the negative, the personality stuff, the football stuff, everything. It does. And he, he, I have no doubt that he liked Malik Willis, just not going to take him in the first round. But look what his team is, though. Also, DK, for you to pick a guy like Kenny Pickett, you needed somebody that ran an NFL style of offense, and he did do that at Pitt. Malik did not do that at Liberty. That's the separator right there to his defense. And Malik has gotten a whole lot better in the time that I've been covering here in in, uh, in Nashville. That's fascinating. George goes dark here. He says, hey, Moan, what's the impact of the final score on the psyche of players if, God forbid, we get blown out in this first Man. game? How damaging to the confidence would this be given the great preseason? I'll be real. That does suck. And your first outing, um, I think, is even worse to have a tie, DK, because you did all that for nothing and you, you get remember. no results. Um, George, what did does. we just do here? What did we just Foster do here? Said to the reporter in Cleveland. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and if you get blown out, that's what you say to yourself, too, as a team. What did we do in camp then? What the hell were we focusing on? Now, if injuries happen, you lose your quarterback or something crazy goes on in the game, that's one thing. But to straight up get your butt whooped week one, it's damaging. It can be uh, hard to climb out of a hole from week one to week two. But I will say this. Most guys are pros, and they move out of that funk within, like, the next Thursday. Once upon a time, way before your time, the Steelers lost to Cleveland in the opener, season opener, 51 to nothing. 51 to nothing? 51 to nothing. In a season opener? Season opener. And 
the headline on, in the Post Gazette the following morning was nuclear war sized font this big that just said 51 0. Yeah, that one's kind of seared in the brain. I'm seeing some of the comments. They they got the year 1989. Good yeah. question, George. Willer and AZ said. The funny thing was that Ooh. team ended up okay. That team actually ended up in, in 89. That that team, that was the Merrill Hodge team that ended up, I believe that was the Merrill Hodge team that ended up at, uh, playing in the playoff game and upsetting the Broncos in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, Carl says lost the first two games that year, 92 to 10. Oh, my gosh. That was Bill Cower team. And he survived and didn't get fired? Not here. I know he didn't, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In today's game, that dude is gone by week six, man. I know Goodness, I know what you're saying. DK. Yeah. Yeah. Here, Anthony says, uh, he says, we made the playoffs and beat the Oilers. I didn't think it was the Oilers. I thought it was the Broncos. Yeah. I thought it was in Denver. Uh, I saw our, uh, saw our brother Josh Dobbs in here. Not that Josh Dobbs, the other Josh Dobbs that shows up here every day saying, mm-hmm. it's right um, here, yeah. There's a lot of, well, you had another comment too. I'm behind you. There's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on the defense. What about the offensive side and talking about Nick Bosa? We'll get to that tomorrow, just, you know, as a preference. Um, oh, this is what Anthony says they lost to the Broncos, but Merrill Hodge ran for, ran for like nine zillion yards. He was it was like the greatest game of his life. He was yeah. un, unstoppable. They had no answer for him, and he generally wasn't that type of back. He'd be the first one to tell you that the guy that was going to put up huge numbers. Yeah, uh, I got a first time in here. I feel like DK from Brian, man. Mm-hmm. Brian goes, "Hey, Moan, do you see Ooh. Najee Harris having a big game this week? If this is uh, the if there's a game to have it, it's this one. Yeah, the first one. Um, I'm I'm laying money down on the idea that they're gonna hammer this ball. They're gonna try to move. This Are you place really? That's interesting. I'm into that this week, DK. But I will say this too. I think Najee gets going late second quarter, going into the second half more than early. Uh, that's kind of the way I said that defense is going to come out lights on fire, uh, hair on fire when it comes down to them defending this team. This will be, y'all, I'm telling you, in my assessment of how teams approach us, a very physical game. That's all they're going to talk about this week. This, to me, should be a late afternoon uh, or or the late night game. It's the way this game is going to be played out. Only reason it, it, it isn't is the profile of the quarterbacks right now aren't on the uh, A status. That's all it is, man. That's all it is. The networks don't overthink things, do they? they Eddie Carter says, hey, Moan and DK, how important is this first game going to be to the team if they beat the Niners? Here, here's what I have on this one, okay? They want the win. That's the that's the, the priority. Yeah. Duh, okay? Yeah. However, I am here to tell you that what's going to matter to these guys is a continuation of of what they've done this summer, of what they've done this preseason. Yeah. They do not want – look, Kenny's not going to have a 158.3 UBR, <laughs> okay? He knows that, Yeah. all right? But the things that have been put into practice in those preseason games, the routes, the comeback routes, the easy completions, okay, that – is a priority for them. They want to continue growing as a football team. Yeah. If, in other words, Eddie, if they play like crap and win, what I'm going to hear when I go to that room afterward is, "We played like crap, but we won." But we won. 
Yeah. Uh, here's one right here. <laughs> speaking of playing like crap and winning because they're so young, DK, from Brad. First timer, too, by the way, live. Nice. Brad goes, hey, Moan, first time live. Who has a bigger impact, JPJ or Herbic? Nick Herbic, that is. Uh, it's easier, I think, for Herbic to have one just simply because his reps can directly affect what's going on. The way Joey Porter Jr. has a very effective game is through one way and one way only, man, physicality. I'm, I'm charging this group to make their open field tackles, DK. I'm charging him to be in on those Which tackles is what if he he's does. in the game. Yeah. Which is what that young man does. And that's why I'm getting at that point. If he goes out there and be physical and smack Debo Samuels in the face of clean up Brandon Ayuk, He's had a good, effective game. I think watching these two young guys is a small piece of the puzzle of what the entirety of the game is. They will be in spot-sparing uh, positions, uh, but I, I got Herbic having an impact early, unless JPJ gets a pick or something like that. Uh, Doug corrects me that that was a Chuck Knoll team in 89. Cower, of course, was hired in 92. Not like I don't know that. It's just live yeah, show and all run a show and everything i appreciate yeah. it thank you to and the that's, uh, that's research department put, that's why we put it up there john says he's heard he remembers tunch and wolf talking about that game uh for a long time <laughs> there was yeah. a lot of people talking about that game including number 33 himself who owned that yeah. game um that was also by the way if you ever want to look up as long as i'm having fun with that particular game when i believe it was denver's coach there's an NFL films camera on the Denver sideline and somebody or one of the players or somebody yells out. They, they didn't never even heard of him. They're yelling out. Who's this hog? He Hodge, Hodge, Hogue, whatever. It's great. It's one of the better NFL films moments. Somebody here is going to remember that and put it up yeah. as well here. Oh, uh, me, oh, my good, good stuff here. Um, uh, Wood says, uh, I really think we're going to come out and thump San Francisco since the Bosa signing. I feel it's got us pumped up. Bosa signing has no impact on this room. It has none. 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 Zero. They prepared for him since last week. Have they not, DK? Mm -hmm. I think most people know that that deal was going to get done. For months. Yeah. Yeah. That deal was going to get done. Um, Seeing some heavy sets, it will be interesting to see if Nick Bosa goes in a game. Whenever they have some heavy sets in DK, when they have. Oh, Moan just did it again. He did this actually just before we went on where he just swiped something on his screen and just disappeared. Now watch this. Want to see the magic trick? I did. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> I went for the wrong thing, DK. Who am I today, man? I'm ready for football. That's what I am, man. I was just telling them that this is the second time you did it. The other time we weren't I've actually on. I've never done that, man. Uh, but but Darnell Washington being in the game, I'm excited to see if Bosa's going to be out there. Or will they run him out only in third down situations? I have not gotten the impression through Latrobe uh, and other summer sessions that Darnell Washington is any sort of per down specialist. Okay. I believe he's going to be a part of this offense. And I don't believe that if you see him out there next to Dan Moore, I don't believe it's because they see, like we were talking about on yesterday's yeah. show, that yeah. Dan needs help. Okay, yes. it's going to be, this is our offense. This is what we look like when we have our bigs out there. And we're not afraid to throw when we have our bigs on the field either, by the way. So somebody said we didn't pay our internet bill, DK, with me <laughs> jumping off. I went back on the screen. We're good. I'm right next to the modem and Wi-Fi, man. Uh, I, I have one Dan Moore assessment, man. 
And I just want to ask them as we'll probably be coming to a close soon. DK is this though, man. Yeah. If Dan goes out and has that type of game. Oh no, you're not going here. DK. I'm going to walk right out of here. You're not doing if, this. If he goes out and have that type of game. What is the outlook for Broderick? What is the outlook for Chooks? What like do we dead the conversation and all the, you know, the naysayers that came at Dan? Um, how, I, I just want to ask it before we hit Friday and we hit Rapid Fire Friday, right? Mm-hmm. If Dan goes out and do his thing, because I will say this too, there was a young rookie down here in Tennessee by the name of Dylan Raiders from North Dakota State for that played for the Titans. First start playing against the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. He blocked him so well, DK, he went to the other side. I'm not calling this man Superman. And I know a lot of people have their um, antennas up when you mention the name Nick Bosa. It's almost like the Lion King with Mufasa, right? I've mm-hmm. used that drop before. You say Nick Bosa, you're like you shiver a little bit. Dan has held his own for the most part on this team. For the most part. He's had for his own. For the moments. most part. And, of course, you got a shiny toy in Broderick Jones, right? What if he goes out and crushes this week? Do we end the narrative? Do we push it back a little bit? I know Coach Tomlin can't be in a rush to throw the young guy out there as far as Project Jones goes. Where are we at with that? You know, my feeling is that I'm glad you brought up Chooks because you're not taking a first-round pick 14th overall and having him watch the season. Facts. Okay? Now, he does have to show himself, but everyone involved, everyone insists that Broderick Jones is not going to be on the sideline because of anything that Broderick Jones has done wrong. Okay. So to go with what little bit of coin here suggests, Dan is going to move to the right side this year or next year for sure. Um, That means that Dan is still going to get paid. Yep. He's going to get paid a lot because right tackles can make money, believe it or not. Everyone talks about left tackle money, but Dallas just paid 178 million just saying at okay. right tackle and the Steelers don't even have to go broke doing it because I hate to say this out loud do it give him jukes his money what is this at the end of the day DK it's football played within a business that's all it is that's I'm not all it is I'm not writing off either one of them you know I love all three of them DK mm-hmm. Roger Jones Dan Moore and Chooks Accord for each have, have have special parts for me as far as this team goes but Dan goes out and crushes it. You got to leave him. Don't touch it unless Chooks has some bad times or bad moments too. Yeah, Todd says he thinks RT will be open for Jones. Not this year, it won't. He's, he's, he has zero reps over there. Zero. You know? Man. Guys, we have to call it a day. I, I hate to do that. Uh, I, I want to give a, a shout out to Pete here for the $5 contribution all the way from New Zealand. It says, I love the whole stable of reporters and analysis of DK Pittsburgh sports. So good to have real journalism showing out in one location. That's really nice. I also hey. have to give a really special shout here to my man, Bill, because he's the one that came through with the NFL films dialogue. Dennis Smith, the all pro safety was the one yelling out. Hodge hoagie hoagies killing us. Hoagie is killing us. Fantastic stuff. All right, guys. Uh, 700 people in here now, says the boss. Over the whole show, we had 1,375 pop through. 
Uh, Kim, oh my goodness, she says, can't wait to see how this room looks like. Hope the YouTube servers oh are ready for it on Monday, huh? Oh, no, and hopefully I don't hit the back button again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was only it. for a second. It was only for a second, DK. I saw one assign uh, a note that was really mm -hmm. uh, unique. Somebody said, our business is winning. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Exactly, exactly. All right, guys, until tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely, mm -hmm. man. There's no reason to stick after the show. Yep. Absolutely mm -hmm. not at all. You know, I don't like being the tease, right? Oh! The, the general consensus among the head coach and the coordinators and others involved was that the wide receiver room lacked discipline Leadership. and order and that maybe frisman jackson wasn't that kind of guy wow obviously they value his contributions to the group or he would be unemployed so what they were hoping for and let's be really blunt when we're talking about here when we say yeah. this is george pickens is he does have some they're not harmful they're not dangerous or anything but he does have some immature tendencies Allen Robinson is all over that. And guess what? It's not just him. Because right. the other leader in that room is Deontay Johnson. I'm glad to uh, hear that. Yeah. So the room is good. It's just the, the way they went about the dynamic. That's why I was backing off. I wasn't ripping Coach Jackson or anything like that. Yeah. They just went about it differently. And Moan, didn't they do that with you too in certain situations yes. where they would say, hey, Moan, can you just take care of this so we don't have to? <laughs> yes. Huh? Yes. That, that happens often. That's not a knock either. It's just no. communication is different from a teammate as opposed to a coach that guys are just now starting to learn. Uh, and that's no knock against them. It's just a growth in your coaching experience is essentially what this is, DK. And you get more out of the players telling you to do something, player to player, sometimes than you do the coach. Exactly. You know who ultimately deserves credit for all of this, though? Who's that? All of it? Glenn Thomas. Glenn Thomas. You don't get a statue for nothing, pal. <laughs> DK, and I got, I got something for the people that need a little hug or something to squeeze to before we go into this weekend. What would that be? We'll call us the hug bear. Hug okay, <laughs> it's actually the 49ers color. If you need to squeeze this before the weekend and you're scared of what's going to happen on Sunday, I'll bring this back tomorrow. You can put the emojis in the comments and we can just squeeze the bear, DK, because what, what does Coach T say? We want volunteers, not hostages. Bring your bring, bring your volunteer status tomorrow, man. That's all I'm asking, DK. Tomorrow in the post show, you have to remember <laughs> this. We need to do a special segment on why the 49ers colors are such an important part of my family life. No. Oh, listen to Dolly. Tomorrow, everybody. <laughs> tomorrow, everybody. Bring the raise, Bear, <laughs> the, DK. The bear will be on, too, as evidence. Yes, he all will. All right, guys. Tomorrow. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I had